This is a diet of Brussels. What have we learned from the UKIP party conference? What's interesting about UKIP is that uh, they're in a somewhat uh, unusual position. On the one hand, over the past two years, they have got themselves to a place within the British political system that uh, few would have thought they could have achieved. They uh, had an exceptionally good result in terms of votes in the general election. They came first in the European elections uh, last year. They make a lot of the running uh, in the debates uh, around both the EU and around immigration. And yet the impression one took from this year's party conference was that there was a party that was somewhat unsure about where it was going. Despite all those votes, despite those uh, 4 million votes, which is the best uh, result by a third party since, uh, I don't know, when for a very long time, a century, they still only ended up with one MP, which is actually one fewer than they had before they started. And it's clear that that momentum that they had built up following the uh, European elections through the autumn with the defections of Carswell and Reckless, uh, last year's conference, uh, that result uh, in May has uh, taken out a lot of their momentum and direction. And if you listen to Nigel Farage's uh, comments and his speech to conference uh, this past weekend, the focus of the party now has shifted back, well, in Farage's mind, back from uh, generally trying to uh, crack the Westminster nut very sharply onto the referendum. And if you notice his comments in the uh, the press, he's saying that actually the referendum is the raison d'etre of the party. And if you've listened to the interview that I did with Gwen Towler, the UKIP press officer, uh, a couple of weeks ago, he was making the same kind of argument, saying that actually UKIP was about the EU. Now, I I'm a bit dubious about that. I think the party has probably moved on and has broadened its uh, horizons and its ambitions and its ideas. But Farage you know, clearly had got into politics on that idea of trying to get the UK out. And he clearly sees the referendum as the summation of his uh, efforts to try and achieve that. And it's a, a potentially a once in a political lifetime opportunity for him. Now, that causes a difficulty for him with the party, that the party clearly wants to try and do more than just get out of the EU, that it won't stop existing if it does win the vote. But for Farage, his focus has to be much more narrow. And here the challenge for him is very much how to position himself. He knows that he is a divisive figure, that as much as he might fire up the faithful, he might also switch off those who are hesitating. And the alignment then at Farage, and by extension the party, uh, notwithstanding the unhappiness of uh, Carswell, uh, with uh, Aaron Banks's The No campaign, um, which is now rebranded as Leave.eu, uh, uh, is interesting because it's uh, clear that uh, Aaron Banks, as one of the big backers of UKIP, is not necessarily going to be uh, an impartial kind of figure. And with another organisation coming out of Business for Britain, who we've also talked to uh, on this podcast, uh, you might sense that there's going to be a clash. 
My anticipation, I think, is that we'll end up with two campaigns, and one of them is going to be really unhappy that they're not designated as the official one. But for UKIP, whilst there is a lot of enthusiasm that there is now a referendum, that they see an opportunity, quite how they tackle it, I think, remains unclear. As we saw from the, the press coverage at the weekend, uh, their one MP, Douglas Carswell, isn't neatly and comfortably within the party, that he has a rather different perspective, a different set of politics from a lot of the voters and supporters. And so how the party manages that is going to be a key difficulty. But one thing's clear. Once that referendum has happened, UKIP is going to struggle to have obvious things on which to hang its relevance and to maintain its profile. And for a small party, albeit one that is relatively well-resourced, certainly compared to, say, the Greens, that profile, that media presence, is something that is going to be very important to maintain. In the absence of a strong local network of associations still, uh, without that, the longer-term party horizon looks more and more in question. So there's a lot riding on the referendum for UKIP, and how they play it will probably be very important to their long-term future.